Welcome to Real Talk with Real Sisters. I'm Emily. And I'm Brooke. And this is a podcast where we talk about the real stuff. Everything from relationships, health, faith, and daily life. And today we're finally doing the highly requested podcast on relationships. I am just so excited to dive into this topic. I feel like it's been something I've wanted to do for so long now, basically since we started this podcast. But before we begin, I have a question of the week to ask. And I feel like I'm always looking for um, just a good podcast to listen to while I'm doing things in the house. So I thought I'd ask, what podcast have you been listening to this week, Emily? Well, I listen to a lot of different podcasts during my week just because it's all I listen to while I'm working. So I can give a few recommendations based on what you really like to listen to. So the first one is called The Heart University. Um, I think actually their podcast is called Heart and Hustle, Um, but it's about these two photographers and they're around my age and they just talk about their business and how they've scaled it and just what you can do to better serve your clients. And then another one that I listen to is more for us millennials and just, you know, they talk about college, how they didn't go to college, how they make money. They're YouTubers. Um, and so that's called the millennial life crisis. And, um, yeah, I've been following their twin sisters. I've been following them on YouTube for a pretty long time, probably like at least four years. Yeah. So I just really like that one a lot for an easy listen. Yeah. You've been talking a lot about the millennial life crisis one. So yeah, yeah, I, I want to give that one a listen to for sure. Um, I have also been listening to one that you recommended to me a while ago, um, called thick and thin by Katie Balot. I think it's Bilotti. Bilotti. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that one is really good. I've been listening to like, she's just been very entertaining with the way that she tells stories. Yeah. It's funny because like she puts the podcast as like more of a journal entry and I really enjoy listening to her because she does make Mm -hmm. it really entertaining. She does. And then obviously I love true crime. So if you're looking for a detective, um, deep dive into true crime stories and, um, just things that are going on in our world and have been going on and then actually figuring out like, who could it be that killed this person or whatever? I would listen to the podcast True Crime Garage. They are really, really good. It's two guys literally in a garage and they drink over some beer. Um, <laughs> they talk over some beer. That's what I meant. They probably drink <laughs> over some beer too. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, they, they talk about um, true crime over some beer. Um, and they are so thorough and especially Nick, he just is very thorough in diving deep into the investigation on all these cases. So I would really highly recommend True Crime Garage. Mm. Okay, let's get started. I'm so excited. I know, I am too. Oh my gosh. Okay, so the first thing that I wanted to talk about was just to give our background and how we were raised, I guess. So So some of you may know that Emily and I were raised in a Christian home and our parents are both Christian. Growing up in a Christian home, there were 
rules that we had to follow, but also as we're developing our relationship with God as Christians, it just naturally bleeds into our relationships with our friends, our familial relationships, but then also our romantic relationships. Even though we're still we were still young in the house and we weren't really we didn't know how our faith was quite yet. I mean, I'm just thinking off the cuff right now. My faith looks so different and way more personal than it did growing up. And I didn't really know exactly what faith really was until I kind of took ownership of it as an adult, as a young adult. Um, But it definitely influenced my relationships in small ways. But what really influenced, I think, is the rules, the household rules. Yeah, I mean, we couldn't date until we were 18. Yeah. So do you feel like it was a a beneficial thing to have all those rules leading up to 18? And um, did it help us view relationships more seriously? Or was it counterproductive, do you think? I think it definitely was beneficial. Having structure as a young person, I feel like, is very important. When you're young, you're not thinking about long-term. And as an adult, I literally base everything off of how this is going to affect me in like a year, two years, five years. Um, But as like a 16-year-old, you're not thinking about that. So I think rules and structure is very important. And I definitely will be having those same rules for my own kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's funny how in the moment it's so frustrating and you're like, they don't know the best for me because Mm -hmm. I know that this is going to be fun and it's going to be good for me and I'm going to learn all these things. And even as a kid, I was like, this, I need this experience. I need it right now. Yeah. Well, I think it also comes down to what is the purpose of dating? Is the purpose of dating just to flirt with guys and be around guys and date guys, a lot of different guys, or is dating to one day get married or to figure out what you really admire in a person and look for in qualities. So I think it really does like those rules in structure are put into place because as a young person, you can't really see what the purpose of dating is yet. Yes, exactly. And I, I just feel like you're so, you have so much to learn. You're so young And the person you are at 16 or 17 or 18 or even like, you know, 14 or 15, um, you know, I just had to say all of the ages, but (laughs) (laughs) typical (laughs) say all of them. Um, But even at that age, you don't freaking know life yet. Yeah. And I would say even when I dated at 18, I would say that I still didn't know what dating what the purpose of dating was. I feel like you do kind of, at least I had a sense of, I need to catch up because I don't have any experience in this field. And I was like getting older and I'm like, I need to catch up with this whole dating realm. But also, um, I wanted just experience. I really did. And, um, because I wanted to figure out who do I like And who do I not like? Who meshes well with me? Um, And the only way that you can figure that out is by going out on dates. You don't necessarily have to date somebody long term or go steady with them. 
you just have to kind of go out on dates and see how do we mesh do we does the conversation flow easily are we similar in personalities um, is this person challenging me as we speak um, so I think it's it's um it's important to get experience in dating like going out on dates however I don't think you really need to date someone long term like several people to in order to figure out who clicks well with you yeah, I feel like John and I were just talking about this the other day, but I feel like if you're going into a relationship for the first time, you don't know what you want. So it may take you a longer amount of time to get to know them and to figure out what you value and what you don't and where you can compromise um, or if you can compromise at all. And I think that having that experience with a bunch of different people just made John and I's relationship much more clear that it was going to work out. Mm -hmm. You know, from the very first few months, if it's going to be something that you want to pursue further and if it's actually something serious. And I think having just that background of like, okay, I've dated my fair share of people, some good, some bad. Like I know that, that this person is either worthy of continuing a relationship or worthy of breaking it off. Yeah. So I wanted to ask you, how did you know that Johnny was the one? And how did your relationship, your dating experience with Johnny differ from past relationships that you've had? So like I said, I knew he was the one based off of other relationships that I had and just seeing that he was much firmer and stronger in his faith. And he just held all the qualities that I was looking for. So based off of all the previous relationships that I had. So I knew that right off the bat. So dating Johnny was not necessarily different in the sense that like we did the same things. Like we would go out to restaurants, we'd go grab coffee and go for walks and hang out with my friends, but it definitely held a more serious tone. So our conversations were much different. So we had conversations about, for example, how many kids we want, how we would raise our kids, what we would allow our kids to do and not do. Um, We would just have natural conversations that would come up, but they would also be answering other deep questions that you would want to be asking someone who you're thinking of marrying. And how soon were you having those conversations in your relationship? Honestly, I would say after like the first week. Oh my gosh. I'm just like the type of person that doesn't like the frilly like yeah, conversations that don't really mean anything. I'm like, let's get down to business. I want to know about your life mm-hmm. and I want to share my life with you. So I think also it definitely helped that John, I felt very comfortable with him. Yeah. And I felt very safe in the fact that I know that he was going to be something long-term. Like after our second date, this was during our second date. I literally told him like, I see this going in a good direction. Wow. And I, I pretty much based my next job off of that relationship that we were in. So I was offered a job that had really weird hours. So I could be working eight hours from like five in the morning 
until like two or whatever, but then I could also be working 3 PM to midnight and it really differed every week. And so that inconsistent schedule, I would have been okay with if I was single, but because I was offered that job literally a month after we had started dating, I decided to not go with it because I knew that it was not going to be beneficial to try to get to know somebody when I would barely be available. And I really value time and spending quality time with the person that I'm with. So Mm -hmm. knowing that about myself, I decided to not take that job. And looking back on it, I'm glad that I didn't take that job, even though it would have paid really well. And I would have been able to buy a lot of things for myself, save a lot of money. I just knew that it wasn't going to be a good decision long-term. I knew that I would Mm -hmm. be more unhappy than I am right now. Yeah. And you also valued the relationship you had with Johnny and where it was going more than a job. Exactly. Yeah. Which I think should be top priority in any relationship. You should never be making decisions solely based off of yourself. Yeah. You cannot be selfish in a relationship. And I think that's pretty evident like to most people, but even though we were dating, I knew that it was going to be something more serious and I knew what I needed in a relationship and to get to know him. But mm-hmm. in a marriage, you really, it's not about yourself. You can't be selfish. Not to say that I'm never selfish because I definitely am, but in a marriage, you can't solely base decisions off of how it's going to benefit your own life. You have to be thinking of the other person now because you're one. You are one. Yeah. Yep. And you're working towards becoming more and more unified. Right. So those sacrifices, there's sometimes going to be sacrifices and Mm -hmm. they are ones that you should be willing to make if you want the relationship to work long-term. So I also wanted to talk about the stigma around dating someone for a short period of time and then like immediately getting engaged and then married because you guys had a really short um, dating period compared to typical dating periods before getting married. Right. So I think, again, like it definitely depends on who you are as a person and how much you know about the other person. So for Johnny and I, we dated for six months before we got engaged. And I feel like that was still too long. Like I knew that I wanted to marry him like probably three or four months in. It was never even a question. Like I knew that he was the one. So like a couple weeks before our wedding, my mom, I was dropping you and mom off at the airport to go to Costa Rica. And she was like, Emily, are you sure this is the one? Like, are you sure? And she said the same thing after we, I think maybe we were talking about getting engaged. I was talking about getting engaged to my mom or I had just gotten engaged and my mom and I were talking about it. And she was like, now, are you sure? (laughs) And then, so in the, in the car, like two weeks before our wedding, Mm -hmm. she's like, cause you know, it's never too late. If there's any red flags, Emily, it's never too late. You don't have to go through with this. And in my mind, I'm like, mom, I would have never said yes to being engaged if I was not 150% certain that John (laughs) is the one for me. So, um, because I don't make decisions lightly. 
maybe I did as a young person, but now as I've grown older and matured a lot more, I don't make decisions lightly. I am a very thought out type of person. And I knew that John and I were going to get married after, I don't know, three or four months. Um, but it definitely is, it's hard for other people to understand the timeline, I think, yeah. because if you look at like a secular perspective, mm-hmm. we've got people dating for like two or three years before they get engaged. But for me, I, one, I don't want to wait two or three years to simply be engaged. Not saying that that's a bad thing to to be dating someone for two or three years, because maybe that's what you need to get to know them and to feel more comfortable with them. But for me, I value keeping yourself pure before marriage. And so something that I was not, and Johnny as well, um, not going to compromise on. Mm-hmm. And with more time comes more opportunity to do those things because it's just going to get harder. Let's just be real. Right. Especially after you get engaged because it's like, okay, you already know that they're the one. So yeah, it's hard. It's even harder. Exactly. To have to wait. Yeah. So it's, I, I think that that's, it's something that you might see a little bit more frequently in Christian dating just because we do take it so seriously and we are dating people. If if we're choosing to date someone, it's usually because we want to get to know them to see if they will be our husband or our wife. Um, so we are not playing games and I feel like we also don't want, I know that we don't want to sin in our dating relationship. We want to honor God. So in turn, that's going to look like maybe because we know like this is the one we're not gonna wait around we're gonna be serious we're gonna take this whole process seriously and we're gonna get stuff done Mm -hmm. so that's the end of this episode we're gonna have a part two next week where we talk a little bit more about relationships and we get into some questions that you guys had so i hope you guys have a great week and we'll see you next week on the podcast